we're so blessed because when when I heard it, you know, it was a it was a call for me, and I, I knew I, I could never turn down an opportunity like that to go serve God. You know, I get we get to serve the Most High King, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, and it is an opportunity. When I was sitting there, and I was thinking, Lord, what am I preaching to these people? <laughs> You know, because they're people from all kinds of walks and lives. I don't know. I don't know everyone. I don't know what's going on with them. You know, and you sit there and you're thinking about what is it that we're going to preach. And, and God, you know, I said, God, you know what? You put me in, in their minds and their hearts to call me. Guess what? You better give me a word because <laughs> this ain't going to fly. And I tell you, as I sit in there and it, it took days and days, I said, okay, I'm going to fast. I fasted and I prayed. I said, Jesus, let's make this happen. And I tell you on on Friday, Friday in the afternoon, I was having a chat with, with my coach at the office, and my coach mentioned something, and I was sitting in the morning on Saturday morning, and it dawned on me. It was like a light bulb to hit. You know, there's, you guys like comedy? Amen. So I hope y'all listen to Christian comedy, and you don't know who I'm talking about. But there's a, there's a guy named Kevin Hart. You guys heard of him? Y'all need to listen to Christian comedy, so <laughs> y'all don't know what I'm talking about. There's a guy named Kevin Hart. He's an actor. He's a, he's a comedian, a little short guy. He's a little shorter than uh, uh, Bill Bellamy in the back right there, Johnny. Um, but uh, I, it was amazing. I was watching a little video of Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart's uh, interview, and I said, Kevin, um, how did you get started? He said, man, I had, you know, humble beginnings. Uh, I, was, I think he was getting out of high school or something like that, and you know, he told his mom, his mom said, all right, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a comedian, mom. She said, hold up. You know, I don't want to be a dream killer, but, you know, you're not going to be able to support yourself. Comedians don't really make a lot of money. You know, everybody, everybody doesn't really make it down the comedian lane. And uh, he said, mom, you know, I re- this is what I really want to do. She said, okay, well, how about, you know, we make a deal and you go out there for a year. And if you can't support yourself, you know, you got to do a, have a real career with your life, amen? So he says, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So he goes out here and, you know, he has money saved up. He moves into an apartment. You know, his friends are there in L.A. And as they're out there, he gets, uh, you know, he starts doing some stand-up comedy or whatever, but it's not making it happen. So he goes back and he ain't got no money. He says, hey, Mom, uh, you remember we had this one-year deal? He can uh, send me that rent check, some rent money. And she said, uh, son, have you read your Bible? <laughs> Mom, I'm serious. I need some money. <laughs> so he went another month. Mom, uh, can you send me that rent check? Um, have you read your Bible? He says, no, Mom, I haven't read my Bible. Well, go read it. Then let's talk about rent. <sighs> right? Something my mom would do. <laughs> what, I, what I got to do with reading my Bible and paying the rent? <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I'm getting evicted. <laughs> Notes at the door. I ain't got time for your religiousness. Can you send me some money for this rent? And she said, have you read your Bible? No, I haven't read my Bible, and I won't be reading my Bible. I need this rent check. She said, go read your Bible, and it will call me. We'll talk about rent. He says, man, so he drove up to his mom's house. She said, hey, ain't no <laughs> you know what? Go read your Bible, son. So he goes home, he's so mad, he grabs that Bible, he opens it up, he starts reading, and checks fall out the Bible. Checks fall out the Bible. And it was so amazing. Ain't that amazing? I wish my mom sent me checks in the Bible. Amen. I read every day. Hallelujah. 
Boy, I tell you, that college lifestyle, that's how I got to church. I was starving. They told me they had barbecue, amen? <laughs> but you know what's so amazing, though? When I was thinking about uh, Kevin Hart's story, you know, is uh, when he left the house, he had money, right? Because a lot of times when you leave and you're like, hey, I'm going somewhere, you leave, you got cash, right? You know, you, you, got, you got this whole plan in your mind, you know, and, and he just started going, he started spending it. You know, but he needed money to sustain the journey. But, you know, he kind of didn't really have the means to make the money. You know, he, you know, how many of you know if I was a stand-up comedian, I'd be broke, amen? Oh, y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> it's a good time to say amen, brother. Don't do it. <laughs> amen. But what's, what's so amazing, though, is uh, I, I think about this as like, like electricity. And probably some people know about electricity, like Matt. Probably got a whole bunch of electricians in here. Paul probably been shocked a few times, amen. That's why his hair sit like this. But, but I think about it as like electricity. Anybody seen how electricity is made? Or you have like a, like a water dam, you know, and, wa and water comes, and there's so much pressure in the water that it pushes a wheel, and the wheel has a, a magnetic force. And as it starts to cut, it starts generating electricity, right? As it starts to cut, okay, amen. I hope y'all catching it. All right, so it starts generating electricity. Y'all with me so far? So electricity comes out of there, and it comes with a lot of power. But as it starts traveling the distance, what happens is it starts to lose some power along the way. Because, you know, you take electricity and you put it in something to conduct electricity, right? So electricity doesn't just travel, it needs something to conduct it, right? So you can direct it somewhere. But as it's going, whatever you're using to conduct it also has what we call a resistance, right? So as it's going, you know, it leaves for it with a certain amount of power. But as it, going, as it goes through this conductor, there's a little bit of resistance. So throughout the time, it's losing the power that it left with. Y'all still with me? So in the United States, because of what amazing infrastructure we have, I mean, literally, you know, electricity-wise, y'all know we got, it right, we got it going. If you've been to Africa... Ooh, boy. Amen. We don't get electricity all the time, amen, because electricity be on. If it's off, hey, we got candles, kerosene, lamps. It's nothing. You know, everybody got it. I bet if electricity went off here, everybody, nobody know what happens. <laughs> amen. It'll be difficult. But I was looking at some stats, and in Congo, there's a 50% power loss, meaning by the time the, power, the electricity leaves the plant and actually gets to the consumer where it's, where it's going to be used, 50% of it has dissipated and lost along the way. Ain't that amazing? That is crazy. That was such a, such a crazy statistic, right? And, you know, what happens though in, in, that, in, a, in a power grid is electricity will leave somewhere, and it will go, and although you know there's the loss, it goes to a substation where it will kind of kick it back up again. And it will go and go to another substation or kick it back up again. So when you connect all these, then you have a power grid that kind of has something a little more... Uh, constant. And if you want to get more detail, go see somebody who studies electricity. Amen? <laughs> Amen. But what's so amazing about that, though, when we leave here, when we, when we get saved and we give our lives to Jesus, man, we're on fire. We're on fire. I want to go tell everybody, let's send me out of here. And we leave out of here, but then there's something I wrote on here. The average person is exposed to 250 ads per day. That's the average person. That's not the one who sits on a computer all day <laughs> or drives all day. But the average person sees 250 ads per day. 
and, you know, maybe spend time scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, chat with friends, school, work, TV, driving, doing, 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 friends, etc. drama, 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 he said, she said, by the time day is over, that's it. Those are all your waking hours, right? Maybe, maybe I got some things to add to that. But then you, you know, you get back and you're like, okay, let's, uh, let me go pray, Lord. Okay, it's time to go to bed. Let's go, let's go get this prayer and we flip our phone, go to the Bible app real quick. Man, I'm not going to let this sun go down without, you know, saying the prayer. And when we read, uh, okay, good. And we turn it off. We go to bed. Tomorrow, same story. We leave. We go through traffic. Eh, 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 eh. And amen. We don't give nobody no no hand signals. Amen. No peace signs. Nothing. We drive. We got the VWO sign in the back of our cars. Amen. We don't. We you know we just wave at people in a godly fashion. Amen. And we keep going. But I'm telling you, it's such a frustrating thing. And as you go, as you go on and on and on, this is the power of loss. Because you let you 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 leave the church. You left here. And you were so pumped up, so, so pumped up and excited about serving God. But as you started going, everything in life started draining and draining and draining and draining and draining that excitement and that power that you had. Imagine that power that you left with and now it's starting to dissipate because of all the things that are out there in life. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1, it says, remember now your creator, you're creating the days of your youth before the difficult days come. And the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Amen. Throughout, you know, I, I, I grew up in church, right? Um, I walked to church. I rode a bicycle to church. I've done a lot of things to get to church. I've been drugged to church. I've been spanked to get to church. I've been spanked at church. <laughs> I had my ears pulled, my cheeks pulled, slapped, everything. I mean, I've been at the church. I'm telling you. And as I was at the church, you know, what, what you realize is I've been at the altar so many times. You know, the, the, the message got preached to me, and I made, I made a lot of commitments in my life. You know, I come up here, and I said, Jesus, you know, thank you. I give you my life. And, I, man, I'm telling you, I said that sinner's prayer so many times. But when I get up and I leave, I go back into the real world. And I go into that life, and I do the things that I do. I don't know if many of you guys know what I'm talking about, but I, 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 you know, I went out there, and it was like, boom, I was, back, I was in the world. And the world would just <laughs> drain me right back out of that, right? I didn't have God. I didn't have God in the center of my focus. I'm telling you, as you, as you go through the day, I'm telling you, if you get here and you come to church and you leave, and we don't see you till Sunday, and that's the time you spend with God, tell you what, you're going to be drained by the time you get back here on Sunday. And you're going to be looking forward to whatever you can get because that is going to be the little gas that you get until next time you come to church again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. But I tell you, I live that life in secret. I live that life in secret because the things that I struggle with and the sin that I started li living in, I did it in secret. I, my mom wouldn't be so, so proud of that of the lifestyle that I lived. I didn't want my mom to know that. My mom, you know, I lived in the house. I was young. Um, you know, and another crazy thing, though, is, you know, through and throughout, you know, we had these evangelists and the preachers come out. Man, the scariest thing in the world is when the evangelist came over to the house. 
boy, I'll be praying, Lord, Lord, I know you be showing people stuff. Lord, I pray you don't show them what I'm doing. <laughs> don't show them what's going through my head. Lord, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Boy, I'm telling you, I was walking by this one evangelist house, and his son saw me, right? And they're like, oh, Gavin, Gavin. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I want to get out of that. I don't want dad to come out and be like, oh, yeah, the Lord has showed me. No, I don't want to hear that, amen. But I'm telling you, it got, it, it got worse and worse, and I knew I needed to do right. I knew I needed to do, to do right. But Matthew, if you got your Bible, just turn to Matthew chapter 12. When you get the same in. Amen. We're going we to have a, a, a Bible searching contest. Amen. Amen. James right there just got rich. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, if we got to heaven by a fast, I could flip my Bible, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be left. I'm slow. <laughs> amen. If you got it, say amen. Amen. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes to the dry place. Verse 43, sorry. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes to the dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I'll return to my house from, from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. He goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than themselves. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. You know, what's, what's so amazing is that when we come here and we get set free, Jesus comes in and fills our lives. I'm telling you, as you're sitting at this altar and God's done some work for you, man, they can pass whatever pornographic magazine, they can pass the internet. You're like, look, man, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm here at the altar. You're so filled with God, you want nothing to do with the world. But as you go out, the Bible says when the unclean spirit goes out and it goes around, if it comes back, it finds a place, what? Empty. It finds a place empty. What happens to create, to make us get to empty state? I'll tell you, you know, I, I was looking at it. It's almost like there's a, you know, if you, if, you took, if you took the flesh and you took the spirit and you know they're going to war with each other, right? To feed the spirit, we got to really be in God's word. We got to spend the time and absorb from God, right? To feed the flesh, you don't have to do anything. You have to do literally nothing because the second you walk out the door, you're feeding it. The way it's been designed so bad now that, you know, it's so amazing. I could go on my camel right now, go back to Jesus' days, uh, well, after Jesus, amen, so I can be saved. But <laughs> I could be out there on my camel. It will probably be a lot easier for me than it is now because now there's not much that I have to do. I'm telling you, I was sitting there, I was sitting looking at, you know, we created a, a youth Instagram page. Man, why is it I got, you know, mixtapes, such and such, trying to follow me? Who are you? This is a church page. Get off. Why, why do I have mixtape, Dallas, chopped and screwed, trying to follow me? Anybody got time for that? This is a youth page. But you know what's amazing, though? Is out there when we get out in the flesh, we get in the world, we get into that frog concept. You know, it doesn't all come at once, 
right? When you want to boil a, a frog, you don't throw the frog in hot and and freezing hot cold water, or you don't throw it in extra hot boiling water. You get it just nice, you know, and it starts to groove, right? It just starts moving. It's like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. I'm telling you, when you get out of here, that devil's not trying to come out and throw you a pornographic magazine. The devil's not going to come out and be like, ah! No, I'm telling you, it's going to be smooth. It's going to be smooth, and it's going to entice you slowly and slowly and slowly. But before you know it, you're, you have been fed by this world, and you don't know it. Because you don't have, like I said, you don't have to go and find it. It's out there. You don't have to look for it. I'm telling you, you go to the cash register and you look to the left, man, you're getting gum. You're getting bubble gum. And what's on the tabloids? Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about because y'all ain't seen it, right? Just me. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit lusts against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So how do we walk in the spirit? Church, this is the word. This is a God show, what God showed me. Feed the spirit. Feed the spirit. If you manage to separate the soldiers from command, guess what? They have no marching orders. Right? If you separate the spirit from the word of God, guess what? You have separated the marching orders. Because now the word of God is what you need. The spirit, if you want to feed the spirit, you have to be in the word of God. The question is, have you read your Bible? Psalms 119, chapter 9, verse 11 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, church, it's so amazing. It's so amazing what the word of God does. I feel so alive today more than I did last week. Because when I got this revelation, you know, I've been, I've been hearing it from my pastor for ages, for eons. He says, hey, you know, pray, read your word, read the Bible, you know, worship God. You know, I, I, I agree, and I do read my word, and I, and I do read the word of God, and I do pray. But I'm telling you, something happens when you block off yourself and you say, God, speak to me through your word because I want to, I, I want to get close to you. I want to hear what you have to say to me. Something miraculous happens. You know, I, I'll tell you what. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit of the joints and marrow and of the discerner of the thoughts and the tents of the heart. I tell you what, this is, this is one secret, this is one nugget that I have learned. When you leave that power plant, which you're leaving here tonight, if you've been bound, God's going to set you free. There's no question to that. The spirit, the, God is moving here. You're going to get set free, but the question is sustainability. How do you stay in the fire? Because coming from here, tonight is Wednesday, and then we come back on Sunday morning. Boy, I'm telling you, Sunday is the easiest day not to sin, amen? We got church in the morning, got church at night. Boy, in the middle, all you can do is go eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Boy, that's the best day. I'm like, woo, boy, Sunday. You know, Sunday, your friends, you know, to be posting stuff, you'd be like, man, don't post that. It's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday is the best day, man. Word of God is powerful. Basic fundamental I learned. Just like, you know, when, when you see what, you know, Kevin's heart's mom is telling him, hey, have you read your Bible? And he's like, Bible ain't got nothing to do with it. You know, but he didn't know that the checks were right there in the Bible. And man, you, you, you know what? I would check, I would have checked the Bible. Man, what is mom talking about? You know, but it's so amazing that if we sit many times, I've cried out to God and saying, God, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I, I, I kid you not. I grew up in church. I knew the truth. I knew that I was headed to hell. There was no question. I'm telling you, for, for you that know, I'm telling you, falling away will be miserable. Falling away will be miserable because you will be grumpy. You will be upset. You will be angry because you know where you're going. It's happened. It's happened to me, and I, man, I hated it. I hated it. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to hear about Jesus because that conviction, I knew where I was going. But I'm telling you, when I come up to church and I get on that altar, I'll ball in tears. Jesus, I need you to help me. Why is it that, all, you know, these people, how is it that they've made it and I can't? How is it that they've made it? You know, there's, there's, there's a point to, you know, one of the things that we've done Right, and that, that I learned to do here as opposed to ev everywhere else that I've gone. And it was so amazing what happened in this church when we got saved is I learned how to burn the bridges that kept leading me back to that place. That's such a powerful thing. And you learn to burn those bridges. But the, the, other, the other part too, that though, is as you burn those bridges and now you're walking straight, those temptations won't stop coming to you. Temptations, the things that the things that you you have done, the things that you have developed, a, a, whatever relationship with, they will still come to you. That that lust will still come to you, right? That anger, if you broke broke away from anger issues, I'm telling you, that rage it comes. What do you say, devil? You're a liar. I'm out of here. But I tell you what, if we don't stay in the spirit, we don't feed the spirit, we won't win that battle. We won't win that battle because flesh cannot beat flesh. Flesh and flesh will work together. Amen. Amen. I tell you three, three key benefits from reading the word of God. If you're taking your notes. The first benefit is the word, the word of God strength, strengthens us and gives us stability. Psalms chapter 1 verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law. He, he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that brings forth fruit in the season whose leaf also shall not wither. It says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. You know, a lot of things that we see in the world when there's this roller coaster thing going on, right? Man, where everybody's mood goes this way, you go this way. When everybody going this way, you go this way. But it's so amazing. As you read the word of God and God starts to speak to you, you develop your relationship with God and you learn, you get to trust God. And it doesn't matter what the world does. Where it moves to the left, moves to the right. You're like, hey, that's all right. Because the word of God, you know what? You, you, could, read, you could read John 3.16 and God will be ministering to you about humility. 
It's amazing because the word of God, it, it, you know, it, it's alive. The Bible says it's alive. You don't have to read something that's ministering about that particular thing because the word is alive and it goes in and does something to your heart. Amen. And gives us stability. It says it, it strengthens us and gives us stability. Last part, it says whose leaf shall not wither. And when we talked about we talked about that, that electricity going out and start, starting to die out. I'm telling you, you won't wither when you're planted in the word of God. When you start reading that word of God and spending that time and God starts to minister to you, I'm telling you, you won't, you, you, you won't lose that power. You won't lose that power. You'll be able to go back out and do the work of God and, God, and nothing's going to move you. You will be unmovable. Come on, somebody get excited here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. God's word is not affected by our circumstances, amen? God's word is not moved by our circumstances. I don't care what's going on with you tonight. You can trust in the word of God that you can stand on it forever, amen? Hallelujah. Number two, it says it makes us, the word of God makes us fruitful. Fruitful. How many times have we tried to witness and wanted fruit? Let me tell you this. Worst time witnessing I've ever had is witnessing in the flesh. Witnessing in the flesh. Boy, I'm telling you, I want to slap. You just want to slap somebody. Man, why won't you take this? <laughs> oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. They sit there and they're not listening. Why won't they listen? I'm pre Slap with the Bible. Man, maybe they might get saved. But I'm telling you, when you witness in the flesh, <laughs> you, you, you're not going to get anywhere. It's like, it's like hitting in the car, you know, getting in the car and hitting the gas. And you ain't got no gas. Oh, y'all never ran out of gas in here? Anybody ever ran out of gas? Y'all know what it feel like? You got a little gas to go, right? And your gas, make, your gas tank make you feel like you're good, you're going to make it. And you go, and you go, boom, 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 boom. Oh, 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 yeah, I never had the one that barked like this. And you up there, and you looking around like who's watching you. I ain't out of gas. I'm not out of gas. You want nobody to see that you ran out of gas? Oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, act like that never happened to you. Boy, I tell you, I've run out of gas before. <laughs> Amen. It was a good illustration. Amen. I ain't really trying to show y'all about how I ran out of gas, amen, but I ran out of gas a few times. It ain't been once, <laughs> amen, amen. But, but I, don't, I don't think I had a lot of money for gas, though. So, you know, college days, I blame back in the college days, amen. <laughs> but the word of God makes us fruitful. Psalms 1, chapter 1, verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water, and what? that brings fruit in its season. I'm telling you, when you dig into that word and you start, and God starts speaking to you, I, I, I read this a while back and it was a word from God to me. It was Luke 12, 12. He says, at that very time, I'll give you the word, what you ought to say. And it's amazing. When I was, I, I was in a junior college at Cedar Valley College, way out in Lancaster. Anybody know what that is? There it is. So we were out there and I'm, and I was talking. Man, I didn't know no scripture. I didn't know no scripture. I started talking. 
And I don't know what scripture I said, but all the scripture started to come out. And I was like, wow, neat. But I'm telling you, you read that word of God and you just start, you just start spending that quality time with God. And God will start birthing that scripture in you. And that moment comes when you ought to speak, God will speak. God will speak. And you will be fruitful because he will give you words for that person's situation that you don't know what's going on. Amen. When you go out there, God will use you in a powerful way. You want to be fruitful in your life and you want to get people saved. Get in the word of God. Read your Bible. Last part here is dear to me. The word of God comforts us. The word of God comforts us. In my darkest moment, in my lowest moment, in my hardest moment, I've been in a time where I thought it was over. I thought it was over. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been in a place where you thought it was over? Everything you have worked on is gone. Your whole life is trashed. But I opened the word of God. I was sitting in the jail cell, loose there. And I'm sitting in the cell. And they said, listen, listen here. These are your charges. You're going to go to prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, nah, this college boy here, you know, he's an engineer, went through all this stuff. He, he didn't, no, no, no. I'm sitting here, I'm saying, man, I've gone to school, I've done all this. I'm 18 years old. And they said, you're going to go to prison. You've been charged with a felony. You're done. And I'm sitting here, and all I had is, there's a dude over here, he's, he probably, he killed somebody, dude over here selling dope. There's a whole bunch of crazy people in the cell. And they put me in the, in the West Wing, they call it. Man, if you heard about the West Wing and Loose there, Martha probably knows what it is. You don't want to go there. Man, and I turned, there's a guy named James Carpenter. How many know you can't forget no names when you're in, the, in a position like that? And I turned, I turned to James Carpenter. They call him Rico. He's Puerto Rican, but I knew his name because it was written on his Bible. He was the only one in there with the Bible. And I said, can I, can I read your Bible? Please. <laughs> and I said, don't cry. Stay hard. Johnny laughing. I sit there, and I grab that Bible and talk to nobody. And I just started reading. Started reading. Man, I've never seen those pages come so alive. Because the word of God just started coming. It just started filling me. God came and wrapped me with his arms, said, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And as I sat there and I started reading, hallelujah. As I sat there and I started reading, I ran into Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Anybody know what that says? It says, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. I can never forget the word. I can never forget Romans 8.18 because it was a word for me. In my darkest time, as I was sitting there and they said, it's over. My mom was sitting on the other side of the glass, weeping and crying and couldn't, couldn't get me out. And I couldn't cry. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Jesus, I need you. 
I want to I want to tell you the testimony. I went through five days, and my mom finally found found money to get me out, and I got out on bail. And the case went to the grand jury, and it went in a no building, and they stamped it. Say, you know what? We're gonna throw this out. My God is amazing. My God is amazing. Come on, somebody give God praise. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I tell you, church, in my lowest moment, my God comforted me. And I needed to crack open that word. And I needed to spend some time and say, God, I trust you. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to get out of the mess that moves day to day to day. I'm telling you, your mind will play tricks on you. The mind tries to consume you. The world tries to consume you. If the devil is good at one thing, it's consuming us and keeping us busy. So busy that we have no time to sit there and say, God, Speak to me. You know, we pray. All of us pray. We pray when we drive and we pray before we eat and we pray. You get to a time when you pray and pray and God says, I want to talk to you. How is it that we talk to God? He says, I want to talk to you. You've been asking me all these questions. You've been praying to me. Let me speak to you. I have something to say to you. If, you, if the musicians will come, I tell you what, the trap has been set, y'all. The devil has set the trap. We can't undo the trap because it's out there. It's on the billboards. It's on your email. It's on your desktop. It's everywhere. It's on Instagram. Whether you, you request them or not, they follow you anyway. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. And you know, the bottom line is we were not escape it because we are we are living in this world we're not of this world but we're living in this world and there's only one way that we'll be able to defeat it one way and that was by this is by reading our bible this is by the fellowship and communion we have with god these are not hard words a com communion with god is saying you know what i'm gonna hit the pause button i'm gonna stop for a minute i'm gonna crack my bible open and i'm just gonna talk to god the reason I have so much joy right now is because, you know what? When God spoke to me on Saturday, I said, Lord, I'm just going to read whatever. I'm just going to keep reading and keep reading. See, I would read and, okay, Jesus, come on, come on. I'll read. I'll say, okay, Jesus, thank you for the word. Okay, I'm going. No, but now he put me on pause. I said, no, just pause for a minute. Why are you going to work so early anyway? But you ain't got nothing to do. So, you know, I said, you know, in the morning we'll leave so early. I said, honey, hey, go ahead and head out. And I sit there at my table, in, in our kitchen table. Many of y'all have been there. And I just open that word and just start reading some more. And God just starts speaking to me and I read some more. And you know what? It's amazing. My wife getting the hair done. I said, okay, hey, get your hair done. And I read some more. And I get to fall in love and more and more in love with God. And I'm telling you, it's like I would tell you this. Guys, if you're struggling with anything... If you're struggling, I'm telling you, you get weaker and weaker in the flesh 
as you go out and this world continues to impose on you. But as you start reading this word and spending this private time with God, I'm telling you, you grow stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. God has given us the secret. He's given us his word. He says, you walk with me and I'll make you strong. Walk with me. Fill your spirit up with my word. I'm telling you, the mess that we, that we see on a regular basis that frustrates you, it goes away. I saw, I got an email this afternoon, or I read an email this afternoon, and a guy had, you know, he, he, he you know, the, this corporate mumbo jumbo. And, and, and I read this email, and I was sitting there, and for a minute, I, I, it was like, oh, and I was about to type. I was like, man, I don't need to type that. Escape, delete. I left it alone. And I prayed. I said, Jesus, thank you. And I laughed it off. You know why? But I, I didn't leave for one second. I had no fear. Because I know so much that God has for me. God has so much for us. And that, and that moment that he reveals that to you and you spend that time and just talk to him and let him talk to you. Amen.